from Nation Media Group. This is Nation Reports Podcast. For almost six years, PL, not his real name, has been herding cattle here at Suguru Village in Narok South, South County, Narok County. He started when he was 12, now he is 16, a school going age. In fact, he should be informed too. So the question is, who is saving the boy child? I am Mora Oberia and this is Nation Reports Podcast. Let's investigate. I find PL standing under a green acacia tree, shielding himself from the heat yes. of the day's sun. It is 22 degrees Celsius. In a faded beach trouser and a red zip-up hoodie sweatshirt, PL is watching over cattle nibbling on the green grass in a fenced-off field near River Mansatare Seasonal River. Apart from the stagnant brown water on the river, it's lush green here from the maize and nipper grass plantations to the euphorbia and acacia trees. It simply smells fresh and relaxing, except for the buying sheep and clacking of the bells around the necks of the cattle. Of monotony are the crickets chipping and rigneck doves cooing rhythmically as if they are in a competition. Until 2018, PL was studying at a public school in Ololulunga ward in Naro County. His parents in Suguru village had taken him to live with his grandmother so that he would attend a nearer school. But he says the school was too far. He got tired of walking long distances. In 2018, PL dropped out at class 3 to herd his relatives' cattle in exchange for money. He is paid 5,000 shillings each month. There is no school in this Guru village. The nearest in Olo Enai that goes by the same name is 4 kilometers away. Olikirene Primary is also far by 5 kilometers. Each month, he buys sheep for 3,000 shillings and gives his mother the rest of the money. He says he has sold at least 10 of his mature sheep at Owasungiro or Ololulunga market. Sometimes he sells at 6,000 shillings, other times 8,000 or 12,000 shillings. He gets the best price in December. And he surrenders all the money to his mother. He says he also has a young herd of 10 sheep. His employer has allowed him to raise them alongside his cattle. He went to school, then he backslided, left school. Hmm. Did you go to class? Yes, I went to class. Three. Class three. The money he gives his mother is spent on educating his other six siblings, he says. What do you do with this job? What do you do with this job? What do you do how much and is it every month or how often? Five thousand shillings per month. They buy sheep. He sells it at our market or market. 
Sawa, anapewa pesa ananunua mbuzi anapatia parents yeah it's like an investment and then so does he use all the money or how much does he use to sell to buy the sheep or goats or cow He gives the mother, the parents 2000. Oh, buy sheep for one for 3000 shillings. So, Imama kichukua hiyo pesa hiyo pesa inatumiwa na wao within what? He's the first one. First one. So, why can't he invest the money he gets to going back to school or gets into even a boarding school? Ama eh anyo ama kile kilikuwa yule ana mimi unisho school. So, he doesn't want to go back to school. I know. Like the money the parents use they they take the other kids to school all the other the rest are in school so he's like the sacrificial love to take the others to school how does it make him feel that others are getting education out of him how does it make him feel apama it's like the sense of responsibility for the other one you see who will look after the cattle even go Unfortunately, this feeling of sense or responsibility shouldered on Mansai boys is compounding the problem of very distant schools, making it easier for the boys to return to the cultural order or protecting livestock as the household wealth. At a young age, the children are settling for child labor over education, a lifelong investment. The end result is a cycle of poverty that again contributes the children are dropping out of school. A 2021 joint baseline survey by United Nations Children's Fund UNICEF and National Council for Nomadic Education in Kenya NACONEC established that in 16 counties including Narok pregnancy, child marriage and child labor are the main reasons why children leave school. In Kenya, the national average illiteracy rate is 16.3% according to 2019 census. But in the pastoralist communities, the illiteracy rate exceeds the national average. In Narok, it is 27%. Further analysis of the Narok data shows a 13.6% dropout among boys against 15% for the girls, which represents a marginal difference. 
most disheartening is that he is not the only boy who feels he will betray his culture if he chooses school over Harding. Leno, whose father says he is 16 years, feels the same too. When he dropped out of school in the nearby village of Olabai is unclear. His father says five years ago, his brother claims it was in 2020, while for Leno, it was after his end year exams. As it is now, Lenu will be hiding cattle in the long term unless either the government, children's rights organization, or a human rights advocate rescues him from the grazing field. But there's one little boy who has gone against the grains to challenge his father to allow him to be in school and not in the grazing fields. Kello is aged 10. Last year, he says he took himself to only nine primary school against his father's wishes. And the teachers enrolled him in class one. Harding is a tough job. For all the boys, they have to wake up at 5 a.m., go grazing, and return the cows home at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. for milk, during which they are served tea for breakfast, often without a snack. At 10 a.m. or 11 a.m., they set out for the second round until 6 p.m. Sometimes, they graze them beyond 5 kilometers when it's dry and pastures are scarce. Authorities are much aware of the challenges facing pastoralist boys, cutting them off school. Edwin Saka, head of programs at National Council for Nomadic Education in Kenya, a state agency responsible for nomadic education, puts this into perspective. I truly appreciate it. I'll take at most 10 minutes. Yeah. So I'm doing a story on pastoralist boys in Naru uh, County. Uh-huh. And I've looked at the data that is available. You can see the majority of the boys are out of school. 
this is your area so my questions are um what is it being done to ensure that these boys go back to school falls among the targeted 16 counties yes. in the project uh, uh, of out-of-school children. Mm-hmm. This project is running for three years and uh, it is targeting 16 counties and uh, we target to reach about 250 children. Mm-hmm. So for that, specifically the kids are out of school because of pastoralism, moralism, uh, um, you know, cross-border activities, so we we want to, we we're planning to do a bit of incentives, give cash transfers to the families that are poor, uh, organize a school feeding program to attract the learners in school. Then also look for where these boys frequent instead of school and see what attracts them there that you can do that. So there are many, many interviews are doing, but primarily it's more uh, looking at the households, what is the challenge, then we intervene from there. Then in school also, those that have gone to, uh, those that come back to school, if, it, uh, if they are over age, you also have catch-up programs for them. Yeah. Okay. That's just that I don't know you that is. Okay, so this program has been running from when to when? No, from last year, it's coming year 2023. Oh. program supported by UNICEF and Algeria Child from Qatar. Okay. Yes. So, but for the period that uh, the organization has been existing, what are the specific programs have you been running uh, targeting the boys, especially the boys? Oh, uh, since you know, we've been there from 2015. Yes. And up to date, you know, we have seen that they may. There are some that is yet to be repeated. So what we've been doing is basically raising visibility and cause uh, dumping drives. Not on drives, not on drives. Because um, without a drive, you can't get an ally. So, like for instance, in the case of Narok, what, what drives the boys most? Is it because it's poverty? What drives so then has the government which has the absolute authority to change the tide in favor of the boys for them Felix Kisalu, Narok South Subcounty Deputy Count Commissioner, agrees that time has come to save the boys. Time has come where we have tailor-made, we have tailor-made programs to target the boy child and address the unique circumstances a boy child finds himself in. Not many agencies have those tailor-made programs. Almost three-quarters of all programs either focusing equally or biased towards the girl child. Mm-hmm. But we feel time has come so that even if on a lesser scale we need to have a boy child specific programming in our education system, in our administration system, in our cultural system, 
and also in our civil society approach. This episode was written by Mora Oberia with help from James Mott. It was produced by James Mott, edited and engineered by Kevin Miner. Our podcast editor is James Mott. Special thanks to our gender editor, Dorcas Muga Odumbe. Nation Reports, only on Nation Africa.